Welcome back to Morning Trade Live. I'm Oliver Rennick. We've got stock futures lower right now, trying to bounce after last week's strength. Let's bring Caleb Silver, editor-in-chief at Investopedia. Caleb, we've managed to rally around earnings thanks to Apple. Can we get that same optimism around Jay Powell? Yeah, perhaps. We're in the Fed's hands now, and everything that the Fed Chair Powell and the FOMC says on Wednesday kind of means everything, especially looking at that dot plot, the most boring chart in all of investing, but probably the most important one right now. Where do they see that terminal rate? What's it going to take to get there, and how quickly will we get there? So we'll be keeping a close eye on that. But don't forget, Oliver, this is the best six months for stocks historically. Doesn't mean it'll be this time. But really, November to April, that's a really strong stretch. And the momentum coming out of October, you were just speaking about it with your last guest, incredible. But when you look at the breadth of the momentum across sectors, also very strong, not led by tech, which is actually a good sign. You got small caps in there, you got financials, you got pharma, you got defense, and of course you have energy. That's a really good sign. So I think, you know, the strength is there, the momentum is there. We're not gonna get the kind of rip your face off rally we used to have back in 2020, 2021, but this is a good steady base to build from. I like that you describe it as uh, healthier. Uh, I feel the same way. You know, we haven't seen this type of uh, uh, leadership in the market for some time, uh, but uh, does it also require the economy to stay strong? Because when you start buying the companies uh, for their connection to the economy, basically a little bit more cyclical leadership, uh, companies that generate earnings, if this is not just gonna be buying companies that can disrupt, and innovate, uh, then does that mean we have to have a, a functioning economy? And how do we define that right now? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think, you know, everybody and, and their brother is talking about a recession for next year. We may very well get one. That's possibly in the cards. But how deep, uh, how long will that last and how profound will that be? I think a lot of folks are saying, even if we have one, it won't be as bad as some of the ones we experienced in the great financial crisis. And before that, that said, you gotta be looking for companies with healthy cash flow right now, companies that can bring their sales to the bottom line, companies that can make the most out of their earnings per share right now, because really it's a stock picker's market. It's time for active management. But when you look across the breadth of the S&P 500, it is a lot slimmer. It is a lot trimmer right now. The, the fangs, including Microsoft there, they used to be about 23% of the weight of the S&P 500. They're now about 16%. That's very good. You don't want that over-concentration because as they went, so went the markets. We're seeing strength pretty much across other sectors that do well in these recessionary environments, and that's a very positive sign. Plus, the trailing PE uh, is down now to about 16%. Uh, it used to be 33 uh, not percent, 33 back in 2021. The average is about 19. So stocks have really slimmed down right now. The PE across the board is trailing 12 month. has gotten a lot slimmer for investors to take an entry point here. So it's a nice time if you want to build a base and you have the patience to get in. I like that uh, stat. Very important uh, to see some of the cleaning of the froth that's happened in this market. I guess then for the index buyers, though, they may have a little bit of a tougher uh, decision going forward. Do you expect to see uh, active managers take advantage of this moment? Uh, for those that have just been parked in the big indexes, uh, if they haven't changed their strategy, is it too late or can they still uh, uh, change into this new regime? Yeah, it's never too late, but you want to get started on it right now because just following the index throwing darts at the S&P 500 or the NASDAQ over the last really 10 to 12 years, that's been a pretty good bet. But right now, you gotta be a little bit more active. You gotta be seeking the companies and the sectors that do well in these economic slowdowns and potentially recessionary environments. Again, companies that can bring sales down to the bottom line and that have that margin 
strength so they can resist any economic headwinds that are facing them. So it's a stock picker's market. It's an active manager's market. You want to be in sectors that do well during these types of periods. You can't just buy tech and hope that everything's going to be okay because, as, as we've seen, the Dow has had the strength lately. The Dow is hardly tech. Uh, except for Apple and a few other names. It's got a lot of other, not just industrials anymore either. It's got some healthcare in there. It's got a fair amount of financials in there. Pretty robust. It's just 30 stocks, as your last guest mentioned. But if you look at the breadth of that, that shows you the foundations for what could be built on here going forward. So I like that. Uh, and then you look at that steady returns, you've got to be paying attention to what the Federal Reserve is saying. Again, that terminal rate's going to be everything. That dot plot coming out on Wednesday, that's going to tell us a lot. But you look at the foundations, you look at the market breadth, it's pretty strong given all these walls of worry. You know, uh, Caleb, thinking about this week, uh, it does uh, strike me that the narrative here is somewhat at risk given so many people have been talking about a pause. They went from a pivot, they pivoted from pivot to pause. Uh, now, how do we define that uh, for Powell? What do you think the market needs to hear from the central bank chief? Well, they've been front-loading these rate hikes, which has done, you know, taken the air out of the stock market and a lot of other uh, uh, sector and a lot of other areas in the past few months. You need to hear that we like what we see in terms of the the cool down in hiring. We like what we see in the cool down of inflation, even though we're not seeing it broadly. It's definitely happening in the housing sector. It's definitely happening in the auto sector, starting to creep into other sectors. I want to hear what he has to say though about the consumer. We know credit card debt has been rising. That said, bankruptcies. Uh, and foreclosures, those haven't been rising, very different from 2008. So we wanna hear what he says about the health of the consumer. We wanna hear what he has to say about wages. Wage inflation has been a big factor affecting companies, which is something they wanna cool down by raising rates. So is it gonna be 75 here? And then they think they're gonna be in a much more relaxed environment, maybe raises of 50 basis points or 25 basis points over the next several meetings. That will put a lot of wind at the back of investors right now. If he says that, or if he says, we're not even close to where we want to be, what we thought would be the terminal rate, actually, we're going to raise that a little bit going forward. That would be a scary sign for investors, especially this close to Halloween. Uh, to connect this to uh, your stat earlier about how the valuation has come down, is uh, the Fed what matters to determine where the valuation goes? Are we at the point you think where if there is a disappointingly hawkish tone that we could still see valuation pressure in the market? Absolutely, there's no reason to think we shouldn't because we know that that's done already. Uh, so it, the words matter and we know the Fed has not exactly been so careful with its words. It had that transient word around all the way through November of last year when everybody knew inflation was coming. Now pivot turns to pause. These words matter, so we really want to hear what they have to say, and I think they'll choose their words carefully this time around because the markets have been so sensitive. The Fed says it doesn't really care about capital markets. It actually does because the wealth effect of all these losses in the stock market over the past 10 months, that has taken a huge toll on spending, and it's taken a big toll on the economic outlook. So they do care. They don't really care uh, how much it goes up, but they don't want to scare capital markets too much. Okay, uh, uh, Caleb, the strength in Apple, just to put it all together, uh, if we do have this stock pickers market, if we do have this uh, market determined by investors making specific choices as opposed to buying indexes, a Fed that maybe still doesn't totally acquiesce, keeps a little valuation pressure on, can even a stock like Apple, if that's gonna be our saving grace, is this a new highs Apple environment anytime soon? I, I don't know. It really depends on sales and the outlook going into the holiday season and what it says about 2023. Also, we got to think about you know the supply chain for Apple and chips. It's making its own chips right now. We need to see progress there. But Apple's become you know kind of that safe haven for so many investors over the last 10 to 12 years for good reason. Company's been growing earnings, been growing sales for a long time. It slowed down in the last couple of quarters, obviously, 
but that's become a safety haven and a safety trade. There's a reason Warren Buffett uh, has it as one of its top holdings in Berkshire Hathaway. So it's become that place where a lot of investors flock to. But if you look across the stock market right now and you see where the 52-week highs are coming in, they're not coming from tech. They're not coming from the big consumer discretionaries like Apple. They're coming from McDonald's, PepsiCo, hmm. Hershey's. They're coming from uh, pharmaceutical companies, Biogen's out there, Gilead Pharmaceuticals. So you're looking at this broad strength and companies actually making 52-week highs again. I haven't been able to say that in months. We're finally seeing some stocks break out here and it's not the usual suspects. Definitely not Apple, definitely not Amazon or Meta. Great stuff, uh, Caleb, you're on top of it. Uh, love the stats and uh, the specific stocks uh, from last week. A good reminder here of what's been leading the way. Great way to start our week. Thank you very much. Thank you. Caleb Silver, Editor-in-Chief at Investopedia.